Hello, hello everybody and welcome to Love Unlocks Live Sessions. I'm Heinz Winkler and this is brought to you by our ministry called Love Key. The focus of Love Key is to minister wholeness to families and unity to the body of Christ. Our, our heart is to see that the, the pandemic, the real pandemic in our world called fatherlessness will be stopped and we, we aim to do that by hosting events or sessions like this to help people encounter God so they can find their purpose in life by aligning with God's purposes for their life so they can reign in life. That is what we want to see happen all around the world and especially here in South Africa. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being part of this. We're excited to host these sessions. And uh, we had our first one yesterday with Johandre Potgitter and it was so amazing. And we got some wonderful feedback. Thank you for those of you who, who logged on and checked it out. We really appreciate it. Taking your lunch break, having your sami or your pasta or whatever you are having and joining us. It's so cool. Uh, this is such a great thing. I'm so excited about this. Uh, I just had this sense over the, this past weekend that, that this is something that God is putting on my heart to, to get going. And, uh, you know, being a planner, I want to plan it out. And, and I just felt to just start and, and things will flow. And, and I, I realized only now that, you know, in the last seven, eight weeks with this whole lockdown thing, um, I've been learning so much about live streaming and now I could put it to you. So that's why we're here is to, to bring the, the love of God through stories of amazing people that have made an impact on my life to you. So that's what these sessions are all about. And um, I'm super excited about bringing it to you. We, we want you to be part of this. So as you, as you watch and listen, uh, please you know, type what you're thinking and feeling. And if you have any questions, you can do that as well. If we can at the end, we'll try to get to those. But we want to hear from you. If you want to say amen or, or yes or man, I felt that way or whatever it is, please just you know, get involved and, and type it out on there. It'll be so cool to hear from you. And um, yeah, thank you so much for being here and joining us. If you want to support our ministry, you can go to lovekeymission.com and check out what it's all about. There's more information and also ways to partner with our ministry. But uh, without any further ado, I want to introduce you to our guest for today. Uh, it's a, a passionate young man all the way from Uppington. But he comes to us today from Johannesburg, if I understand correctly. And uh, he has an amazing story of how he had a powerful encounter with God uh, on a day where he was about to take his own life. And I've spent time with him. I've, I've been on the road with him. I've done ministry with him. And uh, he's such an inspiration. And I wanted to get him on the line and have him share his story of how God's love has unlocked his life. So please welcome, wherever you are, give a big round of applause for the one and only Picard Hen. Oh, <laughs> hello, Picard. <laughs> Yay! Hello, 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 hello. Hey, hello, brother, man. It's such an, such an honor to be with you today. Uh, thank you for, for making yeah. time. I really appreciate it. I know yeah, you, are, you are a married man uh, and at your, at your mother-in-law's house. So <laughs> It's amazing. It's amazing. I promise you. It's not a lie. I'm not lying. I love it. <laughs> uh, awesome, man. It's so cool. Yeah. Uh, when was the last time you were in Uppington? The 15th of February. Oh, my goodness. Yep. We, uh, we left Uppington the 15th of February to do a service in Kimberley the, on the uh, 16th. And then we left Kimberley that same day. We drove straight through to Pretoria North. I literally in the 
stopped in the parking lot, got out, put on a new T-shirt, had the microphone on my head and went into the next, the next service. Uh, and the week after that, I went to Brazil. Then I came back. Then we had about two weeks over um, before we were supposed to leave for Texas and then Chicago and then Tampa, Florida, but then lockdown. So oh, man. we thought, okay, cool, we're going to stay for the two weeks lockdown at mom-in-law and then two weeks became 10 became, weeks. Oh, I, we literally drove from... Um, we just because when we heard about the lockdown that's going to start the Thursday evening, it was the Tuesday that we heard about it, and that evening eleven o'clock, I told my wife, "Hey, we, we nobody's going to look after our dogs. We got to go." So we literally got dressed, got in our car eleven o'clock in Bryanston, drove straight through the night to Uppington. Yeah. The next morning, I came there seven thirty. We had a forty-minute nap. We we left my car there, got my dad's bucky, got the dogs in the back and came straight back to Joburg, 16 hours on the road with 40 minutes sleep. And then we yeah. came here and brought my two pit bulls to my mother-in-law's beautiful garden that was here just up until now. There's no garden left There's anymore. There's no garden left. There's nothing left anymore. <laughs> oh, so man. She's not They've... going outside. She's just... <laughs> Ignoring it. Ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is bliss. Well, I mean, that, that that's kind of how I know you. Always on the road, always traveling yeah. and, and doing very interesting things to, yeah. to get to get your passion lived out. And uh, But now it must have been quite difficult to, to be in lockdown. Um, but we'll get to that a little bit later. Yeah. Um, first, I want people to get to know you. I've I, I got these two pictures pick out. You might not be able to see this right now. I'm going to just share it with our, with our viewers. We, I was with you here in Uppington, where you were preaching in Uppington, um, sharing the gospel message. And right next to that, there's a yeah. photo of you uh, ministering to a young man. And, and this, is what, this, is, this is what Pika does. Whenever you go with him, he, uh, he preaches the gospel and he prays for healing. If you want to go buy milk with him at the mall, you have to plan for at least three hours uh, because you, <laughs> it, he will stop and pray for everyone. He yeah, thinks people yeah. in wheelchairs are bullseyes. So, <laughs> anyway, so Picard, yeah. all right, we want to get, we want to have people get to know you a little bit, do a bit of a, an icebreaker here. So, yeah. I'm going to shoot some questions. Uh, yeah. Please tell us, first of all, how old are you? This Saturday, I'll be 29. <gasps> Oh, you're also in having a birthday. Oh, man. Yesterday yeah. when I spoke to you, Andre, I think his birthday is Monday. So you guys are he's close together. two days after me. Yep. He's two oh, days wow. after me. All yeah. right. <laughs> yep. Okay. You're turning? 29. 29. 29. So I'm 28 oh, now. Oh, yep. my word. Yep. All right. The 30s <laughs> are winking at you. <laughs> Lack of money. They are. They hey, are. hey, Jesus' ministry started at 30. So imagine you, you know, exactly. what, what level you'll go to then. All right, I'm so, just chilling it out now. Like I thought <laughs> I was in levels, but I'm going to levels when I turn 30. I say, I say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah idol. <laughs> yeah, like idol, Papa. <laughs> All right. So, ek gaan so'n bykie switch na kans betekker. Ek hoop mense verstaan. Hmm. Um, ja. Hier so, okay. So, jy, jy is getrouwd met a prachtige jong dame met die naam van Nadia. En ek wil ja. gaan hoor, hoe lang het jylle uitgegaan voor jy haar gevraad om te trouwen? <laughs> Wel, jij was dat ook al gevraagd om met mij te trouwen. Ik was, ik was. Dat was, en dat was, dat was drie maanden. Ja, nee, maar drie maanden. Wow. Ja, so, so for those of you, nee, nee, ga, ga, ga. They went out for three months and then he popped the question. All right. So those of you who have been engaged forever, take a note from his book. You only. You only wait as long as it takes to plan a wedding. That's what my pastor told me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was a total of 10 months. 
from dating to getting engaged to getting married 10 months wow that's just a testimony of when you know this is the wife god has for you you know and you just go for it man yeah yeah people thought i I remember no 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 go go, for it no you go so what happened was um we started dating in january and then i promised her mom because we were in cape town so i said i told her listen um i just want Nora to come visit me it's not like i'm gonna get married to this now you know i'm not gonna take her away from from your other side of your home. So we want to go to Uppington and just come visit me. Then I'll, I'll personally come drop her off in, in Johannesburg. And mom said, it's okay. So we went to Uppington two weeks after all this. I think yeah, a week or two after all this happened, went to Uppington. And then I personally came to drop her off in Johannesburg. And then the day before I left for Uppington, there was a guy that came to me and told me, I said, hey, if, if you want to get married to this woman, God just told me that I have to give you a ring. And then he gave me the ring yeah. and it was the exact ring that Nadia, not the, the, the shape of the ring, but everything that's in the ring is what she would have, you know, would have loved. So, wow. um, and I got the ring and I was like, what the heck's happening? Cause I know how much that ring is worth. It has like for ladies, it has 20 baguettes, um, in a circle and then 13 diamonds in it. And it was given to me. Yeah. So I was like, man, God must be on this, you know? What and then everything after that was the whole wedding was, a week before my wedding, I had 500 rand in my account and I was on my knees and I said, God, I have 500 rand in my account. My account says that if I want to take Nadia on honeymoon, I might get discount at Midas on a, on a two uh, main tent and then we can go camping just outside of Uppington. But my wife wants to go to Mauritius, help me. And I literally heard the voice of God say, yeah, I'll pay. So I took the communion and I went on. That same evening, a mm. guy came to me said, where are you going on honeymoon? I said, well, I'm, I don't know yet. I'm so, still sewing financially for, for my honeymoon. And he said, you've got to stop sewing. God spoke to me this morning. I'm paying for everything wherever you want to go. Uh, so we got, and we got sponsored our honeymoon for Mauritius, seven days, flight included, food, yeah. everything. Was, it was, everything was just a testimony. And I feel like when you commit to commitment yeah. in marriage, because God loves marriage. Yes. Um, and when you commit to that, he blesses it. Amen. That's why when I knew I didn't wait because I'm either going to wait for six years and struggle not to live in sin or I'm just going to get married and I don't live in sin. I do love this woman. I know this is my wife yes. and, and I honor God and he honors my marriage and then he just blesses it from there on. Wow. Yeah. Never give the evangelist the mic, right? <laughs> that's okay bro we we can go as long as the internet allows you know we can go yeah so i <laughs> but i i love i love that story because what i'm hearing is that god loves you so much he unlocked a paradise honeymoon for you and not Amen. just that yeah an amazing wedding we we were privileged to be at your wedding and i mean yeah. you had a five-star wedding for someone who had 500 rand before the wedding day, I mean, that is just yeah. God providing. We, we heard the testimony. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. And that, yeah. is, that is what I love about you is, is you, yeah. when, you, when you read it in the Word of God, you say, I'll take that and I'll walk with it. I'll and take it. and that's, such great, yeah. that's such a great example for, for all of us. And on the honeymoon, we had the privilege to baptize some of the people that works at the hotel in our bathtub. Of course she <laughs> did. Because of course she did. Because they weren't allowed to, to get wet. So I said, hey, I have clothes for you. We've got to get you baptized. Jesus loves you. There's one lady got healed. And then Nadia said, do you know who healed you? She said, uh, yes, you did. Nadia said, no, Jesus healed you. And then the wow. lady, Nadia, she said, 
can you tell Jesus to come to this island? <laughs> yeah. said, yes, he wants to be at this island. So we had people getting healed, getting baptized, getting saved. All our whole wedding, uh, I Amazing. mean, our whole honeymoon. It wasn't a, a thing of this is our honeymoon, our time. We just want yeah. to do our thing. We came there and we're like, well, God, we're going to be together forever. We love that we are here. But now that we are here, what are we doing with this time? we got to get people saved because wow. these people might never get the chance to meet Jesus. So we did. And everybody knew what our room number was. When we came into the place, they wanted to serve us because we, this one guy came to stand next to me one night at dinner. He just stood there. And I said, bro, are you okay? He says, yes. Uh, you pray for my shoulder. Uh, no pain, no pain. I walk away, pain. I come stand here. No pain, no pain. So I just stand here. Oh, my word. It was an awesome time to find him. That's amazing. Well done. Wow. I have you anything for you. You're going to I love it. Um, Sorry. Come on, come on. Look what's So, what is your what is your favorite flavor of ice cream? Sharks. Um, <laughs> Sharks. I can eat all flavor. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'd like to I to mix stuff. Um, okay. I always try to put stuff together, and you know, I'm one of those weird guys. Um, when I see a cucumber and a pot of Robertson's salt and vinegar. I'll yeah. put that on the cucumber and eat it, you know. Whoa. Um, I like I like to mix some stuff, but but <laughs> if I if I if I get to one of those fancy I love to go to some of that once in a blue moon to go some to one of those fancy ice cream stores. And then I, I'd mix mix the coffee flavor with a mm. peanut flavor or a a butter uh, especially um peanut butter flavor with a yes. banana flavor mix or you know I try to mix stuff like that. So go halfy, halfy, but it either be a coffee or a peanut butter, banana or something okay. like that in that area. Yeah. yeah, it's when you get to those places, they've got the real gelato from, Ita from yeah, Italy yeah, yeah. and you've yeah, got the, the real, real ice cream. Ice cream. Uh, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good ice cream. Yeah. I'm with you. I like I like all those flavors you mentioned. I don't know if I like them all together, but I like all those flavors. You sound, you sound like one of my good friends, Helmut Mayer. He, he always used to say, <laughs> you know, if something is good on its own, then it should be good together with other stuff that's good on their own. So exactly. it just mixes well. <laughs> exactly. We went right. to Brazil. Um, me and Scott was there in Brazil and we got to one of those shops. So me and was standing there and I said, dude, I'm just going to go big with this. You know, let's mix everything together. And, and, I, and, and we just, everyone had their own cup and then we tasted from one another. We came back the next day and we started mixing up all the stuff oh, just because of the ice can. cream. But they have yeah. the ice cream, yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, they do. So he, he just mentioned Scott. Scott is uh, his name is Scott Lee. He's an evangelist from from the states who does a lot of work in South America. An amazing guy, and I can uh, mm. confidently uh, announce that he will be on Unlock Sessions next Wednesday. So check it yes. out. Scott Lee will be here. Okay, uh, what is your dream car? If you can get any car right now, what would it be? I think it starts with an A, but I'm guessing. A does. That start with an A. <laughs> Um, well, I am married right now, so I, okay, I have a car already, so if I could get another one with it, just because I can, okay. I'd go for the yeah. Audi R8. Yes, there you go. Yes. Yeah, see, there you, and my, there you and my oldest boy can sit around the same fire. He loves yeah. an Audi <laughs> R8, man. Just yes, loves it. I'll take that one. Okay, so you're from Uppington. Uppington is, for those who don't know, is in the Northern Cape of South Africa, and it's a fairly small place, but they have a mall now. Um, yeah. But uh, <laughs> you are from there. 
and you have chosen to stay there. But I, I want to yeah. know if you can tell us and the viewers one one great thing about Uppington that you can seriously say. This is, I love this about this place. Well, it's really hot in the summer that the devil left. <laughs> so <laughs> that's a good one. I like that. So that's a that's an amazing tool for for evangelism because you can just go out and go, "Hey guys, it's really hot, right?" And they go, oh, "It's warm, it's warm." Yeah, yeah, yeah. They say, as it's so warm here is, weet you warm is hell? You really don't want to find it. That's a good uh, one. But I'm in Johannesburg now, and um, and I'm t I, I just I told Nadia, I said, listen, I'm sh absolutely sure about this. In Uppington, the rules of lockdown is not that strict because it's a small town. Everybody knows everybody. Mm. Um, it's a small town. It's five minutes away from everything, so you don't have to time. If you need to be seven o'clock at a place, you don't have to see. Okay, maybe we should quarter past six, half past six, whatever. You just go five to seven and you'll be on time in anywhere in Uppington. So I love that and I love That's the people great. and I love, um, I didn't like that place so much. Like I was like, ah, Uppington, I don't want to be here. I don't like this place. It's too hard. It's too far away mm. from everything. And then a scripture popped up one time in Proverbs eleven eleven that says, a city is exalted by the righteous, but it's torn down by the mouth of the wicked. So yeah. I immediately repented. I said, Lord, I'm so sorry that I spoke bad against the city. Um, uh, uh, sorry, it says it's, yeah, it's exalted or blessed by the righteous, but um, but it torn down by the mouth of the wicked. So I went back to Uppington the first time I got there after the scripture popped up. I put my hands out from my house and I said, God, I bless this town. I bless this place. I bless yes. the finance income. I bless the tourism. I bless the people. I bless the businesses. And I just started blessing that city. And wow. when I started doing that, I started loving my own town. And I started loving the people even more than I loved sure. them before. Um, and I wanted to be in that place. Um, so, awesome. yeah, I love it because it's a small town. Everybody knows everybody. And it's easy to get along in that Great. place. Yeah. I see Monica Sneiman here said, it's, there's a buyer, Moy Mall. Uh, yeah, and Donny Donny put out say Uppington is hot. He's yeah, I esteem it just so. That's it. Yeah, I love you know what a place for me is is defined by the people and and they, you mentioned that scripture. There's another scripture that's similar. I think it's from Jeremiah 29, where it's about the people of Israel going into captivity in Babylon, yeah. and yeah. and they get the instruction. To pray for the peace of the city, and then the peace of God will be there. Um, wow. So we actually have that authority to bring peace to a place by having that focus. So that's such a great way of also speaking life over your situation and yes. where, you're, where you're at physically. Because I know God, has, yeah. uh, you've wanted to leave, I think, but God said you still have a yeah. role to play there. And uh, yeah. so, yeah, that's, such, that's also amazing for me, just that obedience and knowing that you have to stay where yeah. God has has a plan for you. Yeah. All right. Um, I love asking this question because I always get asked this question, so now I can ask it. Uh, what is your most embarrassing moment? <laughs> well, thinking about it, I'm just going to quickly pop this one. There was an embarrassing moment was the first time you came to Uppington and the sound was just terrible that Oof. night. And I, I won't was like, lie, it oh was bad. It was bad. Me and I just became <laughs> friends and I got him to come to Uppington. And I mean, this guy, dude. And But but eventually the Lord just came in and through that night and people got touched and saved. Yeah. But that wasn't my most embarrassing. I was thinking about this. Uh, I think the most embarrassing thing that ever happened to me, and this is the reason I do not stay over at people's houses when I travel to minister. This is oh, the only way. reason I do not 
it's changed that day. Um, <laughs> but when I start, when I start knowing, getting to know people, and you become friends, and then it's not a problem because then you take the couch, and because this yeah. is your family. But yeah. if you don't know people, I just don't want to live in or stay in the houses. Not because of anything else, just easy. But uh, what happened was I was invited to come preach in Kriya's door, and uh, I was. <laughs> and anyway, so I was invited to come preach there. And um, what happened was I was in this house with these people. Um, we stayed there for a few days. And um, I, I asked the lady that morning, can I come and uh, wash my clothes? Can I wash my clothes? I want to you know, clean my clothes. And um, she said, yeah, sure. And she, she did it. And that morning it was fine. The next morning I woke up and I went to the kitchen to make myself some coffee. And I left my head up. And on the kitchen rail with, with, uh, um, for the blinds. Yeah. My socks and my underwear oh. and stuff was there to dry. No way. And, and, I, and I looked like this <laughs> and I saw on the other rails and over the couches. And I was like, oh my gosh. What no. the heck happened? Oh and I went back to my room and I was like, I'm never staying with people again. <laughs> ever. I'm not going to do this again. You're this definitely not going to wash anymore. your clothes at their house. <laughs> Never. So that was like, oh my gosh, now nah, I'm out. I'm not doing this anymore. And and since that time, when people invite me, I go, listen, oh, I come man. for free. You yeah. don't have to pay me for yeah. traveling costs. You don't have to pay me to come preach. Just give me a place to stay um, that's separate from everything. Give me a hotel or, or <laughs> you know, just a guest house or something. So luckily I'm not married, so I can I can say we want a guest room, you know, yes. because my wife that with helps. me and yeah, so that helps. Yeah, oh man, that, moment, yeah. I've never heard of that. That is hectic, bro. <laughs> what is what is the what is the funniest thing you've ever seen happen at an outreach? I mean, there's obviously we we love Jesus, we love seeing people get saved yeah, and yeah. healed and all that stuff. But but you know, people are people and events are events and stuff happen. Have you ever seen or experienced something like it, this? Is just funny, you know, that kind of moment <laughs> at an outreach. Man, I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's so many stories but but you know the best thing for me on outreach the best thing that I can I love it when it happens um, because it's so real it's God when it happens I remember one time I was standing in I'm just going to take this as an example but it happened so many times um, I remember one time I was standing in the shopping center in the mall of Uppington and I was preaching the gospel to someone that walked past me and while I'm chatting to him Behind him, a lady came walking by, but she had one of that um, uh, an ankle guards on, like she twisted her ankle or something. Like so, okay. she, and she was walking like really slow with a limp, but no crutches. But she was just walking really slow because she can put still put shoes on when you have that thing on your <clears throat> on your foot. And she um and she's just limping. And I saw her and I said, "Hey, ma'am, what's wrong with the ankle?" And when she saw me, she immediately knew I'm gonna pray for her. So she immediately said. I'm okay. I'm fine. Right? <laughs> People know. And I said, well, you are walking so slow. I'll catch you before you're out. So I'm just going to finish here quickly. And uh, she's like, no, I'm okay. But she's, and now you can see she, she wants to put some speed on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get away from this difficult. guy. <laughs> yeah, so I quickly told this dude in front of me. I'm like, hey, man, I really got to go. Bless you. Jesus loves you. Pray for you. And, and I left. And then when I came out, I quickly grabbed her by the, by the arm. I said, hey, honey, listen. It's, I just want to pray for you quickly. It's not going to take long, but God loves you so much and he wants to heal you. And she's like, no, I really got to go. I said, yeah, yeah, I know. But you can just come sit here for a moment and I'm, 
I'm just going to pray for you. And she's like, I really got to go. I said, I know, but just come sit because I really got to pray for you. And she sat down, had my hands on. I think Eckhart was with me that day, uh, my brother. And uh, I had my hands on the ankle and I said, Lord, I thank you in Jesus' name just for this ankle to be completely healed. Man. Amen, because you love this woman so much. And she's like, thank you. I said, no, quickly test it. And she she put some pressure on it. And the moment she did, she's like, what the F? <laughs> because she got completely healed. And and then she said, what the and She said, oh, I'm sorry. I mean, um, how are you? How are you doing? I'm like, I'm doing fine. How are you doing? And she's like, what the and she looked up and she looked at her mother and she's like, my effing ankle just got healed. I'm so sorry for, I'm so sorry. I'm like, listen, honey, it's okay. I understand. That's but, amazing. Uh, man, that's so awesome. And she said, can I take it off? I said, you can take it off. God is a healer. And she took it off and she's stepping on it and jumping and it's completely healed. Wow. And, and many, many times that happens. Even when an unbeliever, yeah. um, it's the most beautiful thing for me to see. Sure. Even if they cuss because... God's not going to go like, hey, Jesus, close yeah, yeah, your ears, yeah. they're cussing, they're cussing. He's not going like that. He's going, man, this person is getting touched. And, and every time I see it, it's so funny because they go and they cuss all the time. But it's because their minds are not renewed and they yeah. just got touched by God. And all yes. of a sudden, Jesus became super real to them. It's not a religion. It was not just that it was a real moment that just happened to them sure. at, at a shopping center. Yeah. And, and so many times. This happens. Or the other time, we I like, just prayed for someone in the parking lot, and the Spirit of God came over the woman. Flap! She went to the ground, and she was out like this. Oh. Out. So I stood there in a parking lot, and I was like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> I can't leave her like here. Yeah. Because if I leave her here, then what the heck's going to happen? And what lo- it, it looks weird. I mean, you're standing over a, a woman that's lying on the ground. <laughs> and, she's, and she's lying on the ground. Oh, and man. And she goes like this for some time. And, yeah. and then I prayed for the sister. But that was in the car. I'm like, sis, come off here. Pray for her. Flap, spirit of God. She's out on the ground. Now there's two people in the parking lot on the ground. <laughs> and I go to the mother that's in the back of the car. And I said, yeah. I said, hey, mama, what's wrong with you? She says, no, arthritis in my knees. I said, okay, cool. Let me pray for you. Prayed for her. God heals her knees. And what happens is she gets out of the car and she starts dancing. Awesome. So now we have the two sisters on the floor in the parking lot. And I'm <laughs> dancing and we're standing there. <laughs> Oh, that's like, awesome. Well, if the police come here, we, we're going to preach the gospel to them as well. But, yes. but man, that was, it's some stuff that really fun. I love you, it. You don't forget stuff like that because it's I just, it. it's supernatural. It's just, it's amazing. Yeah, we hey, love I it. Just, I love I stuff just like remember that. that that one where you you led a woman to Jesus while in the car and she was in the car next to you guys. I remember you posting a photo of you leaning out the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, tell us what happened yes. there. So we were we were on our way to I was on my preach at a school and we were standing in line. It was um, it was uh, it was a busy morning. I don't know what happened, what was going on at the school, but there was many cars, um, and it was not the or it was just before the school came out. So I can just imagine that some of the older kids, maybe it was a um, primary and a high school together. So the younger yeah. kids came out sooner than or earlier than the, the bigger kids. So we were standing in the, I was sitting in the back of a, of a bucky and, um, and we were just waiting to get to our parking space. And I, and I looked to my left and I saw the wind of this lady in this car and the window was rolled down. So I rolled down my window and I said, Hey honey, Jesus loves you. And she looked at me and a jaw dropped and she's like, it's my life's a mess. I said, I understand, but Jesus loves you in that mess. Yeah. She said, no, you don't understand. Last night I went on my knees on the carpet in my room and I cried. I said, God, if you love me, will you please tell me tomorrow? 
Mm. And then wow. I was just, because I didn't have this word that said, hey, tell the lady about Jesus. I just know in my heart that's in your that heart, God has yeah. a plan for people. Yeah. And, um, and because he loves people, I love that's people. That's always so true. I, I reached out and then I said, can I pray for you? And she said, yes. So the bucky was really high and the car was really low. So I went out <laughs> halfway through the window and I yeah. leaned out and I took her hands and I prayed for her. And then um, one of our team members, there was two cars in front of us. He got out and he took the picture. And, um, and man, that, that, that's probably one of the most powerful pictures that I've seen um, in my ministry. And one of the most powerful moments that I've had in wow. my ministry is just because, because literally that, that picture got, there was thousands of people, I think it was a thousand or something people that made a comment on that picture. But throughout the comments, you would see something like people posting, say, I wish this would happen with me one day. I wish sure. someone would pray for me one day. I wish. Sure. And, and when you see that, then you realize that, hey, we have Christ in us, the hope of glory. And, and we are actually called to walk out Jesus in the earth. We pray, mm. Lord, as in heaven, so on earth. So we need, because a lot of people pray to get to heaven. That's that's the goal. It's, we want to get to heaven. But Jesus paid a price so that heaven can come straight into us. Yes. So that we can actually manifest the king um, wherever we go. And people are hoping for someone to walk in their calling and tell them that God loves them. People wow. want to know that God loves them. And we are called to do it. So, man, I'm just sharing the gospel everywhere we go. That's that's so good, bro. Uh, I see in the comments we have someone here called Rainy Bear, And she's asking that uh, we can pray for her hip. She's believing God yeah. for a miracle. Um, so I'm yeah, thinking sure. I'm going to just agree with you, bro, and you pray for Rainy's yeah. hip. And Rainy, if you're still What's listening, and uh, and we want you to, after he's prayed for you, just to test it out. And yeah. and, and if you feel that yeah, there's awesome. a change, there's a healing, you, you type and we can see there's a miracle happening right now. Okay. Yeah. All yeah. right. Awesome, Rainy. Um, where you are now, I would just like to... I want you to do something for me, if it's possible, to get on a chair that is not soft, just a steady chair. Um, sit way back, kick your legs out and see if the legs are even. Um, because most of the times one leg is a little bit shorter than the other one and then it mm. throws up the hip or the back. Mm. Um, so last night on a Zoom call, I actually prayed for someone over a Zoom call that I've never met and the leg grew out completely and, she, yeah. and the person got healed. So right now, where you are, you can just test it. If your legs are even, awesome. We're just going to pray for the for the hip anyway. If they are not, we're going to trust God to grow that leg out and just um, make everything brand new. Because heaven is not in lack of new hips. Heaven is not in lack of anything. <laughs> God wants to give you everything new today. So Father, I just thank you for Rainy, Lord. I thank you for her yes. hip. I thank you. Complete wholeness and healing in Jesus' name. God, I, I thank you for the Jesus leg, name. Lord. If Amen. the leg is shorter, Lord, that the leg would grow now in Jesus' name. Grow, Amen. grow, grow. In Jesus' Amen. mighty name. I thank you, Lord, from the top of her head to the bottom of the feet in Jesus' mighty name. All this come in line with the word of God. Mm. The hip come in line with the word of God. In Jesus' name, I thank you, God. The fire of God, the Holy Spirit, touch on the other side. Just touch her right now. In Jesus' thank mighty name, Jesus. I thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Quickly awesome. test it. If you can, test it. Then please let, let us know. I can't see any comment sections. Just Heinz is she, in the comment she, section. Rainy, Rainy says she's in Perth right now. And she has wow. done what you, you she has done what you said. Um, that's awesome. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep an eye there, and and hear back from Rainy. Uh, we've got other prayer requests. Uh, I think we can get to a little bit later. Yeah. Um, all right. So I've got two more questions. Getting to know you, and then we're gonna go into more of your testimony. Uh, yeah. What what is your what is your craziest dream for your life? Your Big, scary, overwhelming dream that you have. To represent Jesus well. Pinstrip. That's, uh, 
<laughs> yeah, that's uh, um, that is amazing, scary, or beautiful. Uh, because the Bible says if anyone desires to live godly, they will suffer persecution. So whenever there's a godly living on someone's life, persecution follows that. Um, you can, we always say, no matter what you do, good or bad, there's always going to be someone that's not going to like it. Sure. Um, when we represent Jesus, and you represent Him well, the Bible says, signs and wonders, miracles follow the one who believes. So we don't mm. follow any miracles. The miracles follow us. Yes. And if you look at, at, at Jesus' ministry when He was on earth, the John's disciples came to Him, and they asked him, are you the one or is there another one coming? And Jesus' response was, tell John, the blind, the deaf hear, and the crippled walk. That was the response. So if people ask me a question, Picard, do you follow Jesus? Well, the blind see, the deaf hear, and the crippled walk. Tell them that's happening. And then that must be a sign that you actually follow Jesus and that you're a disciple because the Bible says signs and wonders follows those who believe. And not Amen. everybody gets healed. But Rodney Howard Brown said, whenever you have a supernatural ministry, you'll have supernatural persecution. And, um, <laughs> and, that's, and that's a scary dream, especially yeah. in times like this where we are now, where people want to lock you up for going to a grocery store and um, preaching the gospel. We have gotten ourselves in this time, um, standing on Revelation 2.10, where it says in the last days, the devil will throw you into prison, but it will only be a test and it will be only 10 days. And uh, um, some of you might get killed. But if you endure to the end, you'll receive a life. So I told my wife, I said, hey, we got to preach the gospel. And uh, we were one week into lockdown, and I went to every house in the Scots, knocked on every door, and I prayed for everyone and made sure they know Jesus. Sure. And um, those, some of them didn't receive it, and I'm okay with that. I, I want to give that opportunity. Mm. And if they wanted to lock me up for that, praise God. Then I'll go to jail for Jesus, and I get the jail saved or go home. <laughs> um, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So, um, so we try to condition ourselves in that place. It's a scary dream, but that's all I want to do is represent Jesus well. Because the Bible says, if you seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, everything else will be added to your life. Amen. So seek to represent Jesus well and everything else. The new job, the new house, the new car, the kids, the wife, the marriage, everything else. So I'll be added to your life because we don't do the adding. He does the adding. Mm. And we just seek Him. He'll add everything else. It's out of awesome. our hands. We just represent him all. Yeah. Amen. Ray says, it is a lot better with uh, exclamation yes. mark. Thank you, Jesus. And Father, she again, she's Jesus this better. Oh. Sorry, Khan, yeah? Khan, yeah? Jesus, we thank you. Complete thing in Jesus' yes. name, God. I thank Come you. On. Everything. No more pain. Complete wholeness and healing. In Jesus' name for Rainy's hip. God, I thank you for that. I thank you. I thank you, Jesus. You're a thank miracle you, worker. Yeah. Amen. Powerful. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, I think we come by your story. I think we need to get to your, yeah. your amazing testimony. And then um, I want to make some time for us to pray for some of these people that have yeah. made more um, made more requests. I'm, I'm so glad we're still yeah. live. Thank you, Jesus. We're still live. Okay. Amen. Thank you, God. So I, I, know, I know your story. I know... I've seen you tell it a few times, uh, and yeah. but but there may be a lot of people here that haven't haven't heard it, and uh, yours is is a unique story, but I think there's a lot of people, especially in the time we're in, that that might find themselves in the same sort of desperate place of hopelessness yeah. because either they don't have Jesus or they they think they know him. 
but they don't know the power and the, the love that is actually available to them. Yeah. So they still feel stuck and they still feel, you know, yeah. not just physically locked down, but locked down in their yeah. spirits as well. And all, these yeah. sessions are designed to, to really get that message yeah. across that God's love unlocks, can unlock and will unlock anything yeah. in our lives. I know from my own life, yeah. you know, just getting saved, <clears throat> getting unlocked from being dead and coming alive in my spirit. And then, you know, getting stuff unlocked in my life, like bad relationships, bad habits, all these kinds of things. And, and your story is such a powerful one. So I'd love to give you an opportunity just to share your testimony. And because um, and, I know there's people that, that may be feeling the same way you have yeah. before. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I always, when I'm in shopping centers, you don't have always 30 minutes with people to share a testimony. Um, so I quickly go in with, hey, I love Jesus. And most of them go, well, I don't believe in it. Um, the other day, uh, I went down, the, our neighbors here are from some different country. Um, and we don't know what language they talk. Yeah. Sorry, I just got a phone call there. I'm sorry, man. Okay. Are we no still worries. on? Yeah, I got you. No problem. Okay, awesome. Sorry, man. Um, so uh, I was... I came down from my mother-in-law's room and when I went down the stairs, I saw our neighbor hanging outside of the window, like hanging out. She wanted to say something to her husband that's in the garden. So I opened up the window and go, hey, how are you? And she said, I'm fine. I said, awesome. Jesus loves you. She said, oh, but we're atheists. I said, that's okay. Jesus believes in you guys, if you, even if you don't believe in them. And she's like, but I'm an atheist. I said, yeah. But I tried to kill myself three times in one day. And then Jesus revealed himself to me. They wanted to lock me up for nine years for selling drugs. And she went, what? And she stopped. Because many people go through that stage where they feel life's not worth it. The world will be a better place when I'm gone. And then they go through suicide or anything, something like that. Sometimes not that crazy as mine was. But what happened with me was I was a, man, I was a radical unbeliever. If, if I could put it like that, like completely radical. I just did whatever I wanted to do at the best that I could. Dated a girl for five years. She left me for someone else. And um, when she left me, it was a one-month period where I literally every day went through the thoughts of suicide. Maybe mm. I should kill myself. Maybe I should just shoot myself or hang myself or jump off the bridge. And whenever I think of jumping off the bridge, I'm thinking of all the rocks on the bottom. And I go, maybe if I jump off and I don't die, I'll just break something. So I don't want to live like that. But maybe I should just throw, you know, just roll my car or go in and do something, just die. Um, and that was the only thing that I was thinking about the whole time because the anger and the hatred and the frustration and the rejection that I felt at that time kept me silent. I didn't want to speak. Um, when people asked me, how are you doing? I would just start crying and weeping. I'd go to the gym and I'd take the heaviest weights that I could. And when I get to that last rep that I could, I would just burst out in tears and just throw the stuff away and just take my stuff and go home because nothing made sense. I, I had a house, I had the car, I had an awesome job. Um, I made some good money and, and nothing of that made any sense because the only thing that I ever loved left my life. And and the thing is what I learned through that was that if Jesus is not your first love, then whatever you love might eventually leave your life and then everything mm. falls apart. But if Jesus is your first love, then everything around that can leave your life. It won't be nice, but it won't fall apart because your anchor is Jesus. This is your first love. Um, my wife, she knows I'll never tell her that I love her with all of my heart because all of my heart doesn't belong to her. It belongs to Jesus. And um, and I don't, when she says, I love you with all of my heart, I say, well, you don't. 
because your heart belongs to Jesus. I understand what you are saying, and I do love you with all of my life, but everything that I am in my heart belongs to the King of Kings. He paid the price for it. And when, when let's say, my wife decides to leave one day, it's not going to be nice. I won't be happy. It won't be a good time for me. But I'll be okay because Jesus is my first love. This is the one that I love and he sustains in everything. So when 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 that girlfriend of mine left, um, that's all I wanted to do. So I went through this phases. Maybe I should get drunk. Maybe I should just um, – because I've, in school we've always said, well, if uh, if I can't get over someone, I need to get on top of someone else. That's the way to get over the, the – previous person so i didn't you know that's what i thought i need to do so i tried to get with other girls but it's uppington everybody knows everybody so the girls in uppington was like no you're just on a rebound and we don't want to be used and what what so i tried to maneuver my way into that pornography took a hold of my life completely when i was 12 years old i was just stuck on pornography every day of my life and whenever that happened it got worse why because the root of rejection produces bad fruit man when, when there's a, a really deep root of rejection, the fruit of that thing might be pornography, sex, drugs, rock and roll, hatred, unforgiveness, um, suicide, depression, anxiety, because it all comes from a place of rejection. And I felt completely rejected. My friends, uh, you know, I thought these people were my friends, but they didn't care my relationship. They didn't want me to get drunk and, you know, just go out and get some girls and whatever. And that wasn't for me in that moment what i wanted people would say well there's many fish in the sea and i'll go yeah but i want this fishy i don't want to get other fish this is the fish that i want so um so it was a bad time for me and then after after this uh this whole month went by one day i decided i'm done so into my house got the park the bucket outside uh got a pipe put it in the exhaust pipe um, of the bucket got it through the window and the moment I started the bucket the pipe fell out and I was like what the heck? I, I'm so angry at this and I pushed the pipe back in and I and I stuck some stuff there around the pipe just so it wouldn't fall out again and I put the pipe through the window again started the bucket pipe fell out again and I got really angry and I started crying I cried so hard that I couldn't even see through my eyes I went into the house I got a knife and I knew because I um, did close court to combat for four years. So I knew exactly how to cut, where to cut. So you just bleed yourself to death and nobody can stop it. So I got the knife. I put it on my wrist and I was just ready to, to just go for it, man. I was alone at home. And the moment I put the knife on my wrist, I was weeping and crying because, man, all of a sudden, I, this girl blocked me on Facebook, blocked me on Instagram, blocked me on WhatsApp. We have no contact, doesn't answer my phone calls. I'm hearing this from this person and that from another person. And, and all the stuff's just going through my head. And all I could hear the whole time was, the world would be a better place if you're gone. We'll see how they cope when you're gone. Yeah, well, it's their fault. And, you know, you want to you wanna blame shift. That's the, the nature of Adam is to blame shift. It's not my fault, but theirs. The reason I'm here is because of someone else. And, and that's the nature of Adam. You look at when... when God came into the garden. He's like, hey, dudes, would you eat from the fruit? And then Adam's like, well, it's the wife you gave me. You know, he, he blames Eve and he blames God. It's the wife that you gave me because it's not my fault. You know, Adam had that sin nature imparted into him that just came through him to us. Um, and I just wanted to blame, you know, the world's better place when I'm gone. And I'm, the re I'm here because this person did that and that person did this. And, um, and as soon as I was ready to push that, that knife down, my pit bull came around the corner and she just sat in front of me. Her ears went back. It's like that lip, little under lip just stood out like this. And I could literally in that eyes of that dog, yeah, I saw it, but I heard it. What are you doing? And I just wept and I left the, the knife 
I ran to my room and I, and I thought maybe I'd just sleep over this. I was smoking the one cigarette after the other one. I couldn't get drunk even if I tried. Um, I was just a wreck. So uh, that night I told my mom, my mom's a nurse. And, um, and, and whenever your mom's a nurse, you'll know that she has all the pills at her house that you need. You never go to the doctor because mom has all the medical pills and stuff that you need. So I called my mom. I said, Mom, I, uh, I, ca I can't sleep at night. I'm rolling over. I need to work. I'm struggling. Can you bring me some sleeping pills? And she brought me the sleeping pills and she told me, well, if you, if you drink this, you better put off your phone. Otherwise, you'll type some weird stuff to people. And um, and it's a little small sleeping pill. I always tell people when you drink it, you drink it in your room because if you drink it in the kitchen, you fall asleep on the way to your room. It's a strong sleeping pill. <laughs> and um, and I had that sleeping pill in my in my mouth and I slept. I couldn't, I couldn't sleep. I put it in my mouth. Couldn't sleep. Stood up, smoked another cigarette. I thought to myself, maybe I should just drink another one. Took another one. Nothing happened. Took a third one. Nothing happened. So I popped two more. There was ten in the one. Um, like in the one sleeve, uh, right side, yeah, sleeve, sleeve. Yeah. and then and then five in in a, in a different in the other one because five was already taken, and um, I popped the five, nothing happened. So I thought, well, if I die, then I might as well just die in my sleep. It'll be easy. I won't smell like petrol. I won't be full of blood. I'll just die in my sleep and then just go, you know. So I popped another ten, and they told me that five was enough to put me in the ICU. So I took ten. I took fifteen in the end completely 15, uh, a total of 15 pills, 15 sleeping pills, nothing happened. I wasn't even high. I wasn't drunk. I wasn't nothing. I was just angry. I was depressed. I didn't want to live. I just wanted to die. And, and I walked out of my house and I screamed at God. I was like, God, if you're a God of love, then where are you? If you're a God of love, then why did the person that I ever loved just walk out of my life? If you're a God of love and if you really love me, why does my life look like this? And in that moment, Jesus revealed himself to me, told me that, you, if um, no, he told me, he said, um, you don't even know me, but you're angry at me, and and I went sure. completely quiet, and I realized I don't know God, but I'm blaming him for something he never did, and I gotta know this God because I didn't grow up in a church. I I went to church every once in a while because they told me if you don't go to church, you won't be able to get married, or when you die, they won't be able to bury you. Uh, you need to go through the Sunday schools and whatnot, all that stuff that we had in the religion and tradition. And, um, and, and I told my mom, well, you know, I don't believe in this stuff. I don't want anything to do with it. Um, but that moment when God said, you're angry at me and you don't even know me, I knew that I got to know him. And that morning I went to the first church that I could get to. I sat in the back where nobody could see me in the dark. I was super disturbed because when I walked into the church, the same people that got drunk with me on the Friday night was the people that ushered me into the church that morning, the Sunday sure, morning. Oh, wow. Um, and, I, and I didn't know, but I knew that this was not right. You know, this was people that supposed to represent Jesus, but they get drunk with me on weekends. You know, I didn't know it. I never saw Jesus in their lives. I didn't see it. So, um, but I just went in because I had one goal that morning. I, don't, I didn't want my relationships to be restored. I didn't want nothing. I just wanted to know Jesus. And I didn't know how to give my life to Jesus. And I remember the night before, um, I, in that moment, I remembered that a year before that, I was at a, at a braai with people one day. And there was a guy with a bald head sitting there. I went to go throw in some cold drink for me and my girlfriend. And when I came back, she was crying. And I asked, what's happening? And he's just saying, well, the Lord just told me. And he just starts laying out everything that God spoke to him. And it's spot on. Nobody knows of this. And I didn't know anyone up until that time that ever said they know God and they could actually prove it. No one. There was no one. 
And um, and I was like, but what what did God tell you about me? You know, I wanted to know something about me. He's telling my girlfriend all this stuff about her, but what did God told you about me? And he just said, well, you're a good person. I said, I know I'm a good person, but something else. Give me something else, you know. And um, and and that was the night. Nothing happened of it. Um, I believe that was a massive seed that was sown into my life that night. Um, but I didn't know at that time, so nothing happened. We just went on with life. But that night that God spoke to me, you don't know me and you're angry at me. I remember a night that there was someone that knew God. And I contacted my friend, said, hey, dude, there was a night that we bride at your house. I don't know if you remember this, but there was this bold guy that spoke about this Jesus. And uh, I want his cell phone number. And he gave me the number. So I texted this guy. I'm like, hey, bro, I just lost my girlfriend. I'm stuck on pornography. I'm addicted to drugs. I'm this and that and another thing. You know, I went just confession, that list of confession. The guy types back. He says, that's awesome. Just ask Jesus to forgive you and come live in your heart. And I'm like, this is, that's not that easy. It doesn't work like this. You know, you need to go to church. <laughs> and, um, and I went to church that morning. And, and you know, before, before that time, nobody actually just preached the gospel to me. Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for in it is the power of God unto salvation. The gospel wasn't preached to me. I knew this guy knew Jesus, but there was some kind of a demonstration, but I couldn't, it wasn't, that I wanted to give my life to the Lord. You know, it was just cool. This dude's prophesy. I don't even know what a prophecy was, but this guy's telling us stuff about us. And, um, and, and I was just in that church and the guy preached the message. And I rem- remember some parts of the message still up until today. And when he said, if, if anyone wants to give his life to Jesus, please come to the front. And I ran down that aisle to the front and I was the only one. And I was crying and I had my hands in there and I just said, take it all, take it all, take it all. And the guy said, pray after me. And I'm just saying, take it all, take it all. I'm giving it all. I'm giving, I'm saying yes to this. I'm saying yes to this Jesus. And I remember walking out, out of that, that, that morning and I, and I knew, I just knew I'm free. I knew it. I felt light. I felt new. I felt, I didn't know what the terms born again was. I just knew that I'm free. I found Jesus today. And, um, and I, I went home and I cried. My mom said, why are you crying? I said, I give my life to Jesus. She said, oh, honey, I'm so glad you found your path. I'm like, I didn't find a path. I found the only way. His name is Jesus. <laughs> and I started preaching in my house. That same sure. day, my mom's not born again. My dad's not born again. My brother's an atheist. Um, we're not in those people. And so I'm like, oh, yeah, I understand. But I'm so glad you found it. You know, this and that. I threw away all my antidepressants. I just threw it away. My mom got crazy. She's like, you can't, you have to drink it. I'm, t- I'm like, listen. Jesus just set, set me free this morning. I don't need that stuff. I have Jesus. I have everything. I don't need anything else. And, and I mean, I was depressed and, and uh, depressed from, from 17 years old up until that day. I had to drink pills every day. I would knock holes in the doors and, and fight with people and what, even if I skip one day. But that I threw everything away. And I never got angry, depressed or anything in that way ever. I think if I was angry four times in the last five years, it's a lot of times. Um, because it just doesn't happen anymore. Jesus completely made everything new. And it was not because I did something awesome. It wasn't because, you know, um, I'm, I'm a good person or, or any of that stuff. It's because I surrendered my life. I said, yes. I just said, I may miss yet met his yes. His yes was in long time before the foundation of the earth. But my, my yes needed to meet his yes. And sure. when that yes met, a relationship started between me mm. and the King of all Kings. And I just knew, you know, anyone could have told me anything. There was pastors that told me, well, you can't pray for people. And I'll go, hey, did you did you go to Bible school? Yes, eight years. Okay, how many people did you get CD healed? And they go, not one. I go, you don't know Jesus. I'd be that arrogant to, towards pastors. 
were in my young walk with Christ, not because of anything else, but I knew that Jesus was real. And I had a pastor that was a client of mine for three years in the place that I worked. And I never saw Jesus in his life. He never preached the gospel to me. He never nothing. I knew he was a pastor because someone told me, not because he told me. I didn't know. And I was angry when I got born again at pastors. I was like, how could you preach the gospel in your church? But nobody outside knows about this Jesus. How could have no one of you guys ever stopped and prayed for me? How could you just walk past me knowing that I need hope and nobody stopped to pray for me? And that's the moment that I decided that I'm just going to pray for everyone and preach the gospel to everyone because people need to hear this hope. And I'll find any reason and, and, and some kind of way to maneuver myself into starting a conversation with someone. Just now before we got on this call, I had to go get some gas for the um, for the gas heater because it's quite cold now um, in, in Johannesburg, I assume in, in Cape Town as well. Yeah, and, very um, cold. <laughs> yeah, and I got out and I saw this aqua place and this guy's just packing out these bottles you know, for selling them. And I said, hey, bro, is it good water? He says, it's really good. I said, I know of some water that when you drink of it, you'll never thirst again. The guy says, nah, that's not true. I said, I promise you, man. He said, nah, that's not true. I said, it is. His name is Jesus. He said, he's the fountain of life. He's the living water. If you drink out of him, you'll never thirst again. If you believe him, as his word says, then fountains of living water will come up from inside of your belly and spread and go just into eternal life there's water that's just going to flow from heaven through you and and he says really i said yeah man i promise you and i just start sharing my testimony quickly and then a lady passes by and she looks at me and i said honey jesus loves you she goes you're radiating i said yeah but i love jesus and that's why it happens and i just kept on preaching the gospel soon and then soon enough i had a crowd of four people listening to what what i'm saying to them um and i just can't walk past people and not tell them because everyone is eternal Either you go to heaven or you go to hell. A lot of people say, well, that's not true. Well, the Bible says that you must be born again. I look at these people and they want to put hand sanitizer on my hands unless I cannot go into the shop. So I say, well, if I can't put hand sanitizer on my hands and you won't let me into the shop, then please explain to me how will anyone get into heaven if they don't have the blood of Jesus on their life? Because sure, you can't one. even go into a shop without hand sanitizer, but you can't <laughs> go into heaven without Jesus. Yeah. This dude told me, he said, he said, I don't, I believe in God, but I don't believe in Jesus. I said, dude, you're probably 36 years old and you're telling me that you believe in God, but you don't believe in Jesus. But God said that Jesus is the gate to heaven. Mm. So if I tell you, if you want to come to my house, you go straight down the road, you turn left, then right, and then you'll see a black gate. That's the gate. Go through it. You'll get to my house. Then you tell me, no, I want to come to your house, but I don't want to go through that gate. I want to go around this corner, get over that wall. And then I want to get through the back door into a house. It's not working like that. And I, I, the guy said, yeah, I don't believe it. I said, do you think God forgot where he lives? Because he's been living there for a long time. He knows where and how to get to his house. He says, yeah, but I don't believe it. I said, okay. So tonight, me and my wife and my two pit bulls, we're going to come live at your house until the lockdown's done. He said, no. I said, why not? He said, because I don't know you. I said, but you want to go to heaven and you don't know Jesus. And heaven sure. belongs to Jesus. And you need to, to do something about that. So the guy said, eh. Okay, and he just put the hand sanitizer on and, we, and I went in. And every time I go to that shop, I preach the gospel to him. The other day he said, are you going to preach it to me every time? I said, every time until you accept Jesus mm. as your Lord and Savior because that's the way to heaven. So the other day I went in and I had the mask on and he came to me. He's like, hey, why do you have this mask? And I assumed that he wanted to get me in the trap of why do you wear this mask if Jesus heals, right? I said, because you don't want to let me come into the shop if I don't have the mask on. He looked at me and said, uh, he turned around and walked away. But every time I preach the gospel to him, and every time I do, there's a crowd gathering and going, amen. Yes, that's what it is. Um, and I mean, 
I don't go in harsh. I just love on people. And, and I know that the Bible says that perfect love casts out all fear. And if you yeah. don't have Jesus, there's fear in your life yeah. because you fear going, you, you fear to die. You fear what if the sickness gets on you? You fear what if this, what if that? I always tell people, um, even now in this time, I walk into a place and I see people with putting on their mask and I go, hey, do you really want to wear the mask? And they say, well, I don't. I say, well, I don't fear anything. So if you don't want to wear it, I'm okay. You don't, you know, I'm okay. I'm just okay. The blood of Jesus is on my life. You don't have to wear that thing. I fear nothing. If the virus or whatever gets on me, it's okay. It cannot get into me. The Bible says, don't fear the one that can kill the body. Fear the one that can put the body and the soul into hell for eternity. So I'm not fearing any virus, any devil, any death, any poverty, any nothing, because Jesus lacks nothing out of heaven. And today he wants to give you everything that heaven has to offer, because that's the price that he paid for you to become an heir of the kingdom of God, to become a son and a daughter, not just an orphan. That's wondering, you know, the Bible says in, in Hebrews, um, I think it's in Hebrews 4, it says, the people of Israel wandered in their heart the same way they wandered with their feet. And many people today wander around in their heart. In Afrikaans said it, Matthäus 22, verse 29, yeah. So people are literally in error because they don't know the word of God and they don't know the power of God. And the only way for that power to be released is when you completely surrender your life to Jesus because then the Holy Spirit comes. Pentecost Sunday, this Sunday, the Holy Spirit will come and you will receive power. And in automatically you just become a witness. And that's where where we, we as children of light shines in the darkness. And uh, and whenever there's light in dark places, you'll see all the hojas come and the, everything comes <laughs> to the light, you know. So we shine as light in the darkness. And I'm, I mean... When when I gave my life to Jesus that Sunday, that Monday morning, I started praying for people and I knew nothing. I knew nothing about the Bible. I knew nothing about church. I knew nothing. I just knew Jesus loves people. And if, it, if I killed myself that day, I wouldn't be in heaven. I would be at the wrong place. And now there's other people that's in the wrong place currently walking, going straight towards the wrong place. And the the road needs to be shifted. The, the yeah. direction needs to be shifted from the broad road to the narrow road. And there's people on that broad road today and you walk past them and you need to tell them about Jesus. We are just seed sowers. You cannot save anyone. Just tell them about Jesus. Some sow seed, some give them water. God gives the increase. So yeah, man, that's, that's, that's so what my heart, that, what's on my heart for now. Yeah. Wow. Thank you, bro. Um, I was going to ask you some other questions, but I think you answered most of them in that story. <laughs> and uh, I, I want you to, I want you to just keep that going and, and go straight into yeah. a, a gospel message yeah. an invitation to those who are watching and listening yeah. and awesome. uh, and also make an invitation uh, we've been getting some great uh, comments and, and feedback people are excited yeah. they, there's a couple of people that say you must never stop talking uh, so <laughs> that's great um, oh, so so yeah just from from that foundation that you just built now uh, just share the gospel message and invite people, uh, whether they are unsaved or saved and just struggling, yeah. whatever it might be. Thank you, yeah. bro. So there, there's a, there was a time, actually there's many times, but I'm thinking about this one time I was preaching in a place and um, at the guest house where I stayed, when I walked out, um, the, the gardener was there and I stopped. I said, hey, bro, Jesus loves you. And he looks at me and says, who's Jesus? And I say, uh, don't have you have never heard of Jesus? He says, no, I've never heard of Jesus. Who's Jesus? And I got stopped in my tracks because how do you explain to someone that has never heard of this Jesus before 
like most people has a little bit of a background. They know something about Jesus. They've heard of him, but but this dude has never heard of him. Now I've got to preach this gospel message to a dude that has never heard of Jesus before. And I have never thought about, you know, starting at the bottom. So I said, hey, God had a son and, and uh, God made the earth. Adam and Eve was there. They did something they shouldn't have done. Sin inherited the earth. And I went through, you've lied before, you've stolen before, you maybe have watched pornography before, slept with people that you were not married with, gotten drunk, uh, and, and hated someone. Because the Bible says if you even hate someone, you've already committed murder in your heart. So you've been a murderer. You've, uh, If you look upon someone with lust in your heart, you've already committed adultery. Um, you know, And I went through the whole thing with him. And I said, man, but then... God had a plan and his name was Jesus. And and I just led the guy to Jesus that day. And and then I asked the Lord to give me a download of the gospel in three minutes. Um, just a quick download so I don't have to spend too much time with one person so we can reach as many people you can throughout the day. And uh, and then one day God spoke to me. So I wanna I wanna share this story with you. The Bible says that Jesus, who was without sin, became sin for us. And if you go to Romans 5, it says there that even in your sin, God demonstrates his love towards the earth. That while we were yet sinners, God died for us. Christ died for us. So while you were stuck with your pornography, while you were cussing out people, while you were in unforgiveness towards anyone in your life, your father it may be, your mother, your husband, your wife, your neighbor, unforgiveness because of something they've done while you were in that and you know the bible says if you don't forgive someone then god cannot forgive you so as long as you stay in unforgiveness you are in complete unforgiveness towards god because you need to forgive as he forgave and it's a difficult thing for most people to do but the love of god and the holy spirit makes it possible while you were in that sin in that deepest darkest place that you were even god said i want to prove how much i love you and i'm sending my son even if you never say yes to this i'm sending him because i want to prove it to you i love him so much that everything that i had i'm going to offer it up as a sin sacrifice for you and when you say yes to this i'll wash you clean and i'll make you one with me and and then christ became the sin offering for all the world once and for all so the bible says that he who was without sin became sin so that we can become the righteousness of God. God became sin so that we can become something. Sons and daughters, not sinners. Because many people say, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. No, you are not. The Bible says in Psalm 103 verse 12, it says that Christ separates you from your sin as far as the east is from the west. If you are separated from something, you have no part of it anymore. You are not a sinner. You are now a son. You are now a daughter. You are now a saint. You are now in the house of God. If you if you look at that, you know, it's it's, it's amazing. It says in Romans 6, 14, that sin no longer has dominion over you. I mean, no, no longer has power over you. And the reason you are still in sin is not because sin has power over you. It's because you still have power over sin. It's because not, I want to put it a different way. It's because you have a hold of sin. Sin doesn't have a hold on you. You have the hold on sin and you need to let that go. That's where it is. It's in your hands. You need to let it go. God gave you everything. He gave you his son. He sent his Holy Spirit. He gave you his word. He gave you his promises. He gave you everything that you need to let that sin go. In, in um, Isaiah 59 two, it says that sin separates us from God and therefore he cannot hear us. But then Jesus came to separate us from sin so that he can hear us and we have complete access straight into heaven, into the throne room. So if Christ died in the place of sin, that means that if I say I'm going to work in your place tomorrow, that when I get to you at the workplace, you won't be there because I came in your place. And if Christ died in the place of sin, 
then either one of those two needs to rule in your life. Either you have place for sin in your life or you have place for Jesus. But if Jesus comes in, sin needs to leave. If you let sin come into your life, you need Jesus to leave. But you've got to let go of one of those two because sin and holiness cannot dwell in one body. The Holy Spirit needs to take your body. And yes, you'll make mistakes. There's many people that make mistakes. But God said, if you sin, then Jesus stands in as an advocate. Now, if it's not something that you planned, when is when you plan something? When does lockdown lifts? I'm getting McDonald's. So you're planning on getting McDonald's when the lockdown lifts. But if the lockdown lifts, says, if, I don't know when it's going to happen, but if it happens, I'm getting McDonald's. So there's a if in, in the going. You don't know what's going to happen and when it's going to happen. So the Bible says, if you sin, then Christ is an advocate for you. That's when you slip up and mess up and then God says, it's okay, I'm looking you through the lens of my son Jesus. You are pure, you are holy, you are righteous, and you have to do nothing to get there because Jesus already did it all. If you never read your Bible, never worship and never pray, and you put your hands behind your back and you go sit on the beach and you go, God, my life's a mess, but you paid for it all. I love you, Jesus. And you stay out of that place. God's still going to love you. He's still going to love you, but you got to be in a place. You know, the Holy Spirit spoke to me once. He said, the pure love for Jesus is having complete access to sin but not accessing it because you love God. And he took me to a scripture in John 14, 15, where it says, if you love me, you'll obey my word. And God isn't saying, hey, if you love me, you'll do what I say. He's saying, hey, if you love me, the fruit of you loving me will be you obeying me. And today, Jesus is saying, hey, I paid a price for your sin. I paid a price to come in your place of sin so that you don't have to pay this penalty because if I don't pay this, you'll pay it. The wrath of God will be on you. There will be hell for you waiting. There will be a sin punishment for you. There will be teeth that's not going to stop gnashing, flames that won't stop burning, a pit that will never end, worms that will not stop eating for eternity separated from me. But I send Jesus to separate you from that. That's how much I love you. And today I'm saying, come home, come home. Now, there's some of you watching here that might say, yes, but I've done that before. But when I close my door, there's some secret stuff that nobody knows about and I'm still struggling with it and I've been crying out to God to take it away. I'm telling you today is a good day for you. It's a good day. You didn't tune in just because something happened. You didn't tune into this by accident. You are here for a purpose. The steps of the righteous man is ordained by God. God planned this, this event for you. This is for you. You might say, well, I'm struggling in my marriage. Well, then 99% of all the problems that we have starts with us. Then you go to your wife or your husband and you go say, I'm sorry for what I did. And you get a bucket of water and you wash their feet and you ask them to forgive you and ask them to pray for you. And you turn that around. You let them wash your feet and ask for forgiveness and you do it both ways. This is how it's happening. So you might say, well, I struggle to stop smoking. I have good news for you. I prayed for my dad's cigarettes for, I think, about two years. I laid my hands on it. Father, I thank you for bitter cigarettes. And my dad would say, you can pray all you want. It's not happening. I think my dad's been clean now for three years. He stopped just one day, stopped, and I asked him why. He said, the cigarettes got bitter. You might be saying, I want to stop smoking. Father, I thank you for bitter cigarettes in Jesus' name. I thank you that that stuff, You even when you smoke, you go, Lord, I thank you. I never want to smoke. God, I love you so much, Lord. I want the cigarettes to stop. And you keep on doing it until that thing goes away. That happened with my brother. I smoked for nine years. That's what happened with me. You might say, well, I have hatred towards this person. I don't know if I can ever forgive them because this person touched me wrong when I was young. Listen, I'm t I understand what you're going through. I understand that people might have touched you wrong when you were young, but nothing of that 
can ever change what Jesus already did on the cross for you. Jesus paid a full price for you. And what he did on the cross is what defines our life. What he says in his word is what defines where you are today. It's not about the opinion of a man or what anyone else did. It's what, what, what about Jesus did. And he wants to restore you today. He wants to make everything new. He wants to heal you. He wants to touch you. And he wants to fill you with who he is, with love, grace, mercy, peace, and kindness. He wants to do that to you today. If you are a person that say, well, I'm a sinner. I've never given my life to Jesus, but I really want to give my life to Jesus. Or you say, well, I've, I've done it before, but I've slipped away and I, I want to come back home. Then this is for you. And I want you, wherever you are, just put your hand on your heart and you say, God, this is me. And I want you to pray after me. You say, God, this is me. And I'm going to pray a prayer. Then I'm going to stop at, Lord, please forgive me for. And when I say, please forgive me for, I'm going to be quiet for about 30 seconds. And uh, in my quietness, you confess. You say, God, uh, forgive me for pornography, forgive me for alcohol, forgive me for drugs, forgive me whatever it is that's in your heart. And you just take that 30 seconds and confess it with your mouth. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you will be saved. And today it's time for confession. So, Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you that you died for me. Lord, today I receive your grace. I receive your peace. I receive your forgiveness. And I receive your Holy Spirit. Please forgive me for. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you just prayed that prayer and if you just confessed it, I promise you Jesus will come and touch you. I promise you that heavy burdens would be lifted from you right now and you've just received a brand new life. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says that now all old things have gone away and everything has become new. Jesus has made you new, a Christian that has never walked on this earth before. He cleansed you, he made you clean. And now that you have this new life, my question is, what are you going to do with it? Because you have to do something with that new life. You have Amen. to do something with what God gave you. Today is a new day. Today is a brand new life for you. And I thank God. If you just got saved, please, in this comment section, just say, I just came home. I just came home. Just type it in the comment section. I just came home. We want to know about it. We want to hear yeah. about you. We want to pray for you. So I'm just going to do an overall prayer. Is that okay? Just for healing quickly. Please. Go for it. Okay, awesome. Let's go for healing. If you need healing in your body, wherever you are, quickly, you uh, I'm just quickly scroll through here and, and mention a few specifics. Um, we have someone who's got eczema on their skin. Yeah. Um, yeah. We have someone who's praying for a, a brother who needs a job. Yeah. And uh, oh, someone's son has eczema. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I know and, about that. Okay. Yeah. That's what I can see here. And then we yeah. just, whatever else, yeah, you, you do this well. So go for it, bro. Yeah. Okay, awesome. So whatever that is, put your hand on it. Um, if it's um, internal, then we're just going to pray for it. You just mention it out to the Lord. You say, Lord, cancer, Lord, whatever it is, my Lord, we just mention it, mention it out to Him. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus right now, Lord, the one that's watching.
God, I thank you right now in Jesus' name that what negative report was ever written over them, what doctor's report was negatively written over them, the word says whatever we bound on earth, what we bind on earth would be bound in heaven. In Jesus' mighty name, I thank you. I bind up that negative report, Lord, and we cancel it out in Jesus' name. God, we speak life over that, Lord. I thank you for life in that love, in that body, life in that, in Jesus' name, God, life in the bones, in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you for cancer to go in Jesus' mighty name. I thank you for eczema to go in Jesus' mighty yes. name. God, I curse that in Jesus' name. Father, mm. I thank you. I thank you for your love. I thank you for your grace. Thank you for your beautiful spirit that's been poured out and given to us, Lord, as a gift, God. I thank you, Holy Spirit, wherever wherever everyone's watching now, whatever they are watching, whatever's wrong with them um, in the body, Lord, I thank you for the neck to be completely healed in Jesus' name. I thank you for sinuses to open up in Jesus' name. I thank you for every disc in the back to be completely healed and in line with the word of Amen. God in Jesus' name. If there's legs that's shorter than the other one, God, I thank you. I command that leg to grow in Jesus' mighty name. God, I thank you for deaf ears to open up in Jesus' name. Open up, open up. Spirit of deafness, the deaf and dumb spirit, go. Leave yes. in Jesus' name. Amen. God, I thank you for blind eyes to see. Blind eyes to see. Perfect vision in Jesus' name. God, I thank you for dreams and visions. I thank you, Lord, that people would see in the spirit what you show in the spirit. Hear in the spirit what you speak in the spirit. Father, that everyone that's watching here, that wherever they go, that healing will flow through their hands. Mm. God, I thank you that what words they speak would be words of life. And words of grace, salted with grace, so that those who hear it, Lord, would be thirsty to hear more of this wonderful grace that we are speaking about. God, I thank you. If there's anything in the stomach right now, God, I command that demon to leave now in Jesus' name. God, I thank you for complete wholeness and healing in that stomach. Mm. Complete healing, Lord. I even pray the fire of God onto that body. Even as this person, I just saw something in the stomach, in the belly. I, I don't know who you are, Lord, but uh, who you are, man, but... But I saw the fire of God going into that stomach and just healing it completely. You'll feel warmth in your body in that place, specifically where there's healing. You'll feel that heat coming in. That's the fire of the Holy Spirit, just cleaning house. God, I thank you. I thank you, Lord. Thank I thank you, you for the spirit of affliction. You just go in Jesus' name. Yes. If there's any spirit that, that, that is um, traveling throughout the body, I just command that thing to live now in Jesus' name. Not to go from the one place in the body to the next place in the body, but to be completely healed and gone in Jesus' name. God, I mm. thank you for us to be healed. I thank you for the spirit of depression to leave, anxiety Amen. to leave, and Amen. that poverty mentality to go in Jesus' yes, name. Jesus. God, I thank you that you are God. Of blessing, Lord, you bless us, Lord. You bless us, Lord. But Lord, may we seek you with everything we are before we seek any gift that you give, Lord. You are greater than your gifts. You are more beautiful than them, Lord. There's nothing like you. There's no one like you. You are too beautiful to look away from God. And I thank you right now. I thank mm. you for reconciliation in families. I thank you that people would forgive one another. I thank Lord and for reconciliation in marriages, Lord. That people would ask for forgiveness. Wash feet, Lord, and be restored. God, Amen. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. If you just oh, had awesome. pain or sickness or anything in your body, test it if you can. And if you got healed, let us know in the comment section. I got healed. If you want to testify the whole thing, my knee got, if, you, if your knee got healed or anything got healed, tell us. Two months healed, two years healed, whatever, how long it was that you've been walking with us. Please, if you had something internal, um, please go to, for testing at the doctors. Get that report. Um, we are trusting God for complete healing in your body. Amen. Amen. We, uh, we have uh, Davida Nell said, I just came home. Donnie Pittard said, I just came home. Amen. Yolandi Nadia said, thank you. I came home. Uh, oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Oh, this is so good. 
Amen. We can go all day, man. I'm gonna have to get you <laughs> back, bro. This was great. This was great. <laughs> this is awesome. Yeah. Um, sure. So powerful. I I have one more question for you, and I th- please going like we shouldn't worry about time. This is my Facebook page, mm. so. <laughs> and, I, and we're in lockdown, so we can yeah. go. Yeah. No one's going anywhere right now. Um, so I, I think, I mean, it, it's pretty much in line with, with a lot of what you already said. And I, I saw someone there mention that they, they want you to pray that their children will stop smoking. And I understand the, the sentiment, but it's really that people will meet Jesus. If, if her sons okay. meet Jesus in a, in, the, yeah. in the real sense of the word, then that stuff will sort itself out in, in a way. Yeah. And, um, and that's, the, I mean, that's my testimony. That's your testimony. God brings yeah. healing. And the more we give it to him, I, I mean, Colossians 3 says so beautifully, you know, put your mind on things above. Things above and yeah. it tells us which, which stuff we should put off and which things yeah. we should put on. And that's on, what you were yeah. talking about earlier. There, there is an, a choice and an action we need to take but it follows real salvation, real conversion. Yeah. And this is something that's yeah. so strong in my heart. I believe there are probably millions of Christians walking around that aren't really Christians because they exactly. are just cultural Christians or religious yeah. Christians. They grew up in a church or a Christian home, but they haven't actually met Jesus the way that you have described from your story, the way that I know from my story, I've yeah. met him. It's a personal yeah. connection. And that is what makes all the difference. Uh, G- yeah. When Jesus left the earth in Acts 1.8, he said, I-, I will send the helper, helper and you'll receive yeah. power. We, yeah. We're supposed to walk in power and authority. And there's, yeah. there's this disconnect. If you look at the church as a whole, and I'm not, I'm not dissing the church at all. I'm not dissing... Yeah. Any leaders, I know that is not wise, um, but yeah. I do believe that we need a, a sort of an awakening to happen yeah. inside the body of already people that are believers. Yeah. And also at the same time, if we have that awakening and we operate the way that, that you've also spoken about today, that mm-hmm. can I see Jesus on your life? If we actually yeah. live that way, the people in, in the world that don't know him will go, man, I... I want yeah. what you have. That's amazing. Exactly. But if you yeah. look, if, if I think a lot of people look at some of the, the churches and Christians out there and they go, I don't want that. Like, why yeah. would I go there? <laughs> Either because yeah, it makes exactly. them feel more guilty or, or they just go, that looks boring, uh, whatever. Yeah. But I mean, I know that being a child of God is the most exciting thing in my life. And yeah. because you're, you're part of something so much bigger. And it's amazing to see, I mean, when you stand there and you pray for someone and God comes and touches them and there's healing, it's like, man, that is awesome. And our lives should be followed by signs and wonders, not because of who we are, but because of who Christ is in us. And that's, that is, I mean, that's just scriptural. Um, I I, I did a a thing a, a little while ago where I spoke about, the, uh, the fact that we have authority as children of God. And yeah. I had people criticize me, phone me, send me letters like, how can you say this? I said, well, yeah. I can show you a couple of scriptures where Jesus yeah. gave us authority and he told us to go out and yeah. heal people, cast out demons, yeah. raise the dead. You, know, you yep. need authority to do that. You need power to yep. do that. His power, yep. his authority, yes. 
but yeah. through us. And it only yeah. happens in relationship. Anyway, yeah. I was intending on asking yeah, you a question thing. and now I'm, now I'm preaching. But no, I, you go for it, man. <laughs> yeah, go for it. But I, I do have that's a question awesome. at the end of that for you. And that is, yeah. in this situation we are in right now, as a nation, as a world, what is your message to believers and to unbelievers even about how to, well, let, let's, let's make it to believers. What would you say to believers about how to approach this season that we're in and what to, what to wait on God for uh, while we are physically stuck? How can we rise to the occasion spiritually? Well, um, I just want to come back to what you just spoke about. You know, Jesus says, look at 1019, that he has cast the authority to trample on scorpions and snakes and, and, and over all the, all the, over all the power of the enemy. He has given it to us. It's given. But the thing is, you get many believers, but not many believing believers. So they, they just believe enough to get to heaven, but they don't believe, believe enough for heaven to get into them. That's a, there's a difference in that. They just go, yeah, uh, yeah I believe enough get to heaven but we've we've i've read in um in corinthians it says that there will be a day in that day the works that you've did on earth would be tested by fire yeah and then some had wood and some straw and then others gold and silver and then you'll just barely escape that fire and go into heaven you'll be saved but all your works will be burned away and then you'll lose a reward so god's going to give out rewards now you might be humble false humility and go well i don't do it for the reward i just go want to go to heaven oh man I want every, I want God to say, well done, good and faithful servant. I've given you a job and you've done that. And, and I've tested this work with fire and, the, and you've, you've passed this test. Come in and you go in with a crown and the reward and you're happy and you eat food that you've never tasted before. And you're going into that peace. I don't want to be one of those that just said, oh, God, I, you know, I went to church, you know. And yeah, I'm here now, but I don't really know you. I'm going to start. You know, I don't want to be in that place. I want to know Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and even in this time that we are in now, I'd say fear is a liar. Um, I had Christians now coming to me and saying, well, um, you know, people have different opinions about stuff, but they they go, we don't want to go out. We just want to be a law-abiding citizens. We don't want to go out of house. And they do mosques all over their face. You know, the corona might just get on. And I, I don't say like ruthless, careless with it. Reckless. But don't have, yeah, but don't have fear. In, in this in this in this moment because I look at the testimony of John G. Lake when that plague bursted out and they there was a there was a it was so bad that they in that time it was in the end end um eighteen hundreds begin nineteen hundreds the states United States of America literally um wanted to give a thousand dollars per nurse that helps them Back in the beginning, eight, late 1800s, beginning 1900s, $1,000 back there was a lot of money. And um, and the nurses didn't want to help. So John G. Lake and his team went out. They took that bodies, highly in, in, infectious, took the bodies away. And the doctors came and they go, how do you do this without a mask, without a glove, without all of this? And, they, and John G.'s response was, well, he who lives in me is greater than he who lives in the world. That was his response. And they said, but it's not possible. He said, the spirit of the living God lives inside of me. And if every sick, any sickness gets on me, it dies immediately. Yeah. And they didn't believe him. They had a press conference with John G. Lake. He asked them to take a dead body, cut the chest open, scrub some of the foam from the lungs and bring it to the press conference. They did it. They had it under a microscope. It was infected 
like crazy with germs. John G. Lake puts his hands under the microscope. They rub that germs on his hands and he immediately dies. On his flesh. Yeah. And I'm going, God, if because he had the revelation of Christ in him, the hope of glory. He had yeah. the revelation of the Holy Spirit power resting. I can feel this even as I'm speaking on it. Sure. He had the revelation of Christ in me, the hope of glory. No sickness, no plague comes near my dwelling place. Psalm 91 says, no sickness or place will come near your dwelling place. Your, you and my, our dwelling place. But if our bodies is the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit, and it's mm. His word, then mm. I believe that no sickness will come near this. And if Amen. I, when I get sick, whatever, if it happens, it's not mine. You can ask my wife. I, I, my body has shown symptoms before of sickness. And whenever it happens, I just immediately say I'm not sick. I'm just not sick. And I stop eating because the Bible says that um, fasting and praying brings healing speedily in Isaiah 58. So I just stop eating immediately. I just go, well, I'm just going to stop eating. My, even my dog, when she's sick, she stops eating because that's how God put us together. So I just stop eating. And I go, well, I'm not sick. And I just speak life. I'm not sick. I'm not sick. I'm not sick. And I go through it. I don't drink pills. I don't go to the hospital. I don't. I really don't. And and people argue with us. And that's your problem. But but my my conviction is Christ in me. But in a time like this, this is not everyone's conviction. You see it in within unbelievers. There's fear. There's this. There's that. There's the other thing. And I just say, Christ in me, the hope of glory. And it throws up all the other stuff out of the window. Because now, it's good. in this place where there's a world that is in fear, there's a world that is in unbelief, there's a world that is hopeless, there's a world that is dark, there's people that's dying from this. We, as believers, has been given that authority and power to go over it, to override what, what natural causes is because we serve a supernatural God. And we have to go in faith in that. So in my heart, for this whole thing is, Dude, people got to know the gospel. I can teach on prosperity and people will be prosperous. I can teach on healing and healing will flow. I can teach on all of this stuff, but there's only one teaching that saves and that's the gospel and it's easy. Jesus loves us. Jesus died for us. and Jesus rose again and he's alive today more than ever. And if you accept this and believe what I just told you, then you too will be saved and you need to let go of your sins. Repent and, and believe the gospel. You leave your sins behind and you go forward with Jesus. And in this time, my message for believers is, hey, you've been given the authority. And Jesus told us in Mark 16 and Matthew 28 that we need to go and preach the gospel to all creation. He didn't tell it to the evangelist. He didn't tell it to the prophet specifically. Mm. He told his disciples. So if you are a disciple of Jesus and you call yourself a disciple of Jesus, first thing, First John uh, chapter 2, verse 6 says that if anyone says they abide in Christ, they ought to walk just like Jesus walked. So you go see what Jesus walked like. And Jesus said that you will do the same things he did and the greater things. I'm asking God for the greater things now. You walk out in that authority. You walk as a child of God. You are not ashamed of this gospel because in it is the power of God into salvation. You go to shops. You need to do essential shopping. You go to shop the person in front of you. God has a plan for their life. You tell that person about Jesus. It would be cool if you get on a chair and go, hey guys, I need tell you something today you know it would be cool it's awesome you can do that if you want to but if you are wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove you just do your daily things and with every person in front of you you share the gospel hey jesus loves Mm -hmm. you has anyone ever told you that god has a plan for your life i just wanted to tell you that if there's anything i can pray for you for let me do it and some people would get angry the other day i was here in woolies and uh, i I got a word for this lady in front of me behind the till she said it's a back I prayed for God healed her back. And while he's, while I'm rejoicing in this, the guy that's practicing social distancing a few meters away from me shouts, hey, this is the bloody fast lane. Can you just buy your stuff and go? 
And I turned around. And I said, hey, bro, I'm, Jesus just healed her back. And if I'm done here, I'm going to come pray for you. He said, I don't need your prayer. I said, okay, then bring your food and I'll pay it. He said, hey, you don't need to pay for my stuff. I said, okay, then bless you, man. And I just kept on doing my thing because I don't allow that the fear of man or any opinion of man sit on me. I want to represent Jesus well to the person in front of me. Sure. There's many people that will not know Jesus or want to know Jesus. They hate God. They even go to church and hate God. They go to church for an hour and they leave it there. They go, I go to Everything is history. I just go to church. But if you, you know, if you have, I don't want to put this on Facebook. If you sleep with your wife only for one hour in a week, it's not going to work in your relationship. If you only spend time with your wife for one hour in a week, it's not going to work for your marriage. You've got to spend time with your wife. You've got to spend, you've got to build a relationship. Going to church, it's not going to get you into heaven. You might be saved, might believe the gospel. And even Paul comes to the disciples in Acts and he asked them, are you disciples? Yes, we believe and we've been baptized. And then he asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit? And they go, what's that? No. So they would be believers that's been baptized and they say they believe, but they haven't the Holy Spirit yet. They don't even know what the Holy Spirit is. You need the Holy Spirit. Jesus needed the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. So in this time, you take hold of it. You go into your room. You say, God, I need the Holy Spirit. On Sunday, it's Pentecost Sunday, the day that Jesus poured out the Holy Spirit. You go and wait. You say, God, I need the Holy Spirit. If you're not sure you have it, well, I'm going to pray for you now. Father, I thank you for everyone here that's in mm -hmm. doubt, Lord. That they don't know if they have the Holy Spirit. I pray that you would fill them right now in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Father. I thank you that you would fill them with the Holy Spirit. That you'd fill them, Lord. That the fire Thank of God Jesus. will fall on them. That you'd baptize them in the Spirit. That you'd baptize them in fire. That you'd burn away all doubt, Lord. I thank you that you'd burn away all fear of man, God. And I thank you that you'd fill and touch them right now in Jesus' name. Thanks. That you'd loosen their tongues, Lord. That they'd speak in a new language, in a mm. heavenly language today. Mm. In Jesus' mighty name. Your word says that these signs will follow those who believe. They'll cast out demons. They'll speak with the new tongues. They will lay hands yes. on the sick. They will pick up serpents. And nothing will touch him, God. I thank you in Jesus' name for every believer that's watching here that wants to pray in tongues, Lord, that you would meet their heart's desire right now and fill them with the Holy Ghost, that they would speak in a heavenly language, God, right now in Jesus' name. I thank you. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, this is, this is so amazing. You need, to, you need to grab a hold of this and realize that God has placed power inside of you, that you are in partnership. Imagine God said in, in Job, I think it's 21 verse 22, it says you need to lock a friendship with God then everything will go well with you. But imagine that you can have this friendship relationship with the God of heaven and earth where out of his mouth came the sun and the stars and the planets and the galaxies. He spoke a word and it came into existence and God wants to partner with you. He wants to partner with you. I've, I've read a testimony of um, Randy Clark the other day who got really a bad back pain and discus out and for 90 days. He had to go for six days a week. He had to go to the fissure and they had to do treatment on him, and he was on two crutches. And, and this is a guy that's hosting healing schools, and, and, and people are getting healed left, right, and center wherever he goes, but he's not getting healed. And, and he had his son pray for him over a video call, and the pain went away. He had constant pain for 90 days. Um, and he said it felt like his knee and his ankle was in a vice grip, um, and when he ever put pressure on it, it felt like stings going through his legs. And, um, and I read this testimony of him, and he had his son pray for him, and the pain got, went away. Um, out of his body, but whenever he put pressure on his leg, that will still sting up. Like he couldn't put pressure on legs, like he couldn't walk without the crutches. And the next morning he woke up and he was completely healed. And he was jumping and running up and down the stairs. And he said to his wife, I got healed through the night. I got healed through the night. After 90 days of this pain, God didn't heal him. And, um, and uh, five hours after that, he got an email from a friend from somewhere else in the world that said, Randy, I had a, had a weird um, 
experience the night before in worship. And he's like, what happened? He said, well, uh, he was in this worship and he went into an open vision. Now this guy, you can imagine being in worship and this dude is in the open vision. He's seeing stuff that nobody else is seeing in this worship set, right? He's crawling on the ground because he's walking in this open vision, just doing what the Lord is telling him, right? And he saw a, a, a vision of Randy standing there. And then Randy's clothes fell off and then his skin came off and then his muscles came off and then he could see everything. And then God told this friend in an open vision, to place all these discs with his finger in place in an open vision in a different country. And when the guy did it, Randy got healed in his home. Yeah. And I read the story and I'm like, wow. God, you could have spoken one word and the guy could have been healed. But no, you want to partner with people. Yeah. You want to partner with earth. That's you want good. to go. I want to work with my son. I want to work with my daughter. I want them to want me. I want to go. Hey, I want to flow through you today. I want to heal people through you. I want to save people through you. I want to do something through you. Not because of anything that you've done, but because I love you and I want to mm. be, I want Jesus, uh, I want you to be Jesus' hand and feet on earth and I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. It's free. It's the best gift that you ever can give. And the Bible says in John 3, verse 33 and 34, that he who gives the Spirit gives it without limit. Limitless Spirit of God residing mm. in some, inside Amen. of us and it wants to flow through you and Jesus the Bible says the whole world is groaning for the manifestations of the sons of God everything is waiting for you to manifest Jesus wherever you are so my message to the believers would be wherever you go share the gospel manifest Jesus you mm. see someone on crutches what's keeping you from praying for them because if you've given your life to Jesus you gave it away you have nothing to lose you just go over and you say hey uh, this looks really bad can I pray for you and if they say no, you go, okay, I'm going to pray for you anyway. And then you pray for them. If they say yes, sure, pray for them. If nothing happens, awesome. Jesus loves you. And you just go your way. And you keep on pressing in Amen. to, you know, to just get that. Man, that's, that's so good news. It's we get Jesus out everywhere we go. And um, that's that's the, the gospel was never, preaching the gospel was never suggested. It was always a command. Jesus gave us a command, preach the gospel. So wherever you go. Wherever you are, in your workplace, that's your mission field. When you go to the shopping center, that's your mission field. If you go um, fill up your car, that's a mission field. Wherever you oh, are, man. it's your mission field. And you ask God to reveal to you stuff about the people around you. And if he doesn't, the most accurate prophetic word that you can give someone is that Jesus loves them because you're not lying. It's true. And nobody can go wrong with that one. Beautiful. Oh, that's powerful, bro. You have really blessed and inspired me as you always do when I'm in your in your uh, cup, in your presence. So thank you so Prayers. much for that. Um, we have been, on our, on our second set, we've gone an hour and a half now. That's amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> I love it. As you said, if you give an evangelist a mic, eh? <laughs> yeah. <it's> great. <laughs> that's awesome. We've got some we've got some great people here with great comments. Thank you so much for everyone coming. Um, I think I'm going to end this, our session today uh, right there. And I just want to thank you Picard for coming on board for being such a great ambassador for Jesus Christ and and for the body of Christ um, I appreciate you I know many people appreciate you and uh, I just want to pray for you and then I want to yeah. ask you to just do a, a last prayer for everyone listening and then uh, we're gonna we're gonna say goodbye before I do that I want to encourage you if if you've been blessed and touched by Picard today and, and his ministry and also you can know that this ministry will keep going it's called Christ in Action Ministries their website uh, I've put there on the screen it's C I A M dot coza and you can go and 
look at more of what they're doing and also there's a page where you can donate to the ministry and support them also in that way uh, he's got a beautiful wife and uh, i'm sure one day we'll have a big family and they will be traveling the globe preaching the gospel uh, so let's be part of that let's uh, support that and uh, yeah i just want to pray with you please agree with me lord jesus i pray for picard and nadia i pray for their ministry i pray for the call on their lives and uh, for what we believe is their children to come. And we thank you that you, that you bless them, that you protect them, that you uh, keep them in your hand. Well, we thank you for your, for your angels that you've put around them, for your wall of fire that you've put around them, and for the blood of Jesus that's all over their lives. We thank you, Lord, that we can know from, from Psalm 91 that, if, that they love you, they've made you their dwelling place, and therefore nothing can harm them at their house and at their at their dwelling place so we thank you lord we speak blessing over them we thank you that they are blessed in their coming in they're going they are blessed and highly favored that the head and not the tail and uh, just every blessing and every um promise of the word of god we just shower them with that in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit yeah. and we thank you that you take them to greater heights in their in in, in them in their service to you and we pray that in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Yeah, are we gonna, Thanks, we're gonna, that's a pleasure, bro. We're going to end it there. So I'm going gonna, gonna to ask you to pray for everyone watching and listening, and, uh, and then I'll greet the people at the end. Awesome. Awesome. We thank you, Lord, for everyone that's watching, listening to in, Lord. I thank you, God, for everyone that came on this uh, broadcast. Father, I thank you that you would put it on their hearts, Lord, to become lovers um, of people as well. And Lord, um, that you'd put it on their hearts to forgive those who they need to forgive, Lord, and to always seek you, everything they are. God, I pray that the peace of God that surpasses understanding would just rest upon their hearts. I pray for those who have lost jobs, Lord, that they would seek you in this time, Lord, and I pray yes. that you would open brand new doors for them Thank in Jesus', Jesus. name. God, I pray, Lord, that um, if there's any spirit of division um, in households, God, that the spirit would leave and that people would humble themselves towards one another and say, I am sorry, before any fight breaks out, God. Um, uh, we've learned that when we say sorry, God takes over the fight, um, and we don't have to do anything anymore. So, Father, I thank you um, for your blessing. I thank you for your son, and I thank you for our new lives in you. God, I pray, Lord, that we would become uh, radical Christians, radical lovers of Jesus, and that we would become amazing witnesses, Lord, better witnesses than yesterday, so that mm. we might witness to people and represent you well, so that people would actually want what we have, God. And I thank you for that. I thank you for an increase um, of anointing on Heinz and the family. I thank you for oh, increase uh, um, in love and grace, peace and fire upon them, Lord. Um, I thank you for the kids. I thank you for a letter, Lord. I thank you for this wonderful family that there are brothers and sisters to me and Nadia. And uh, God, I pray, Lord, that this uh, ministry loved you would impact nations as they go. In Jesus' mighty name, I thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, brother. I love you and thank your you. wife and your ministry, and we appreciate you. And may it just go from strength to strength. Bye, thank you, man. Bye, thank you. Bye, thank you. Thank you for the client. All right, man. Okay, love you, man. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wow, what a, what a great Love Unlock session we had today with Picard in. Thank you for tuning in and uh, being part of it. Thank you for the comments and uh, thank you for, for just yeah, being part of this thing. And, and please share with friends 
if you've been blessed and encouraged and found hope in this, I, I, I ask that you please share it with your family and your friends and remind them uh, that one o'clock on weekdays, I will have a, another guest tomorrow. We're speaking to an amazing man of God, Pastor Ade Omobagiwa. He has been in this country for 14 years, but is originally from Nigeria. I've been, I've been under his teaching for the last year and a half. He's an amazing teacher of the Bible. He loves Jesus so much. He's, he's, he's got amazing revelation. And uh, I'm excited for you to hear his awesome story of how God, of, of how God's love has unlocked his life and his ministry. So please join us tomorrow again here on the Facebook page, on, if you're on YouTube or Twitter with Periscope, you can do that as well. Uh, thank you so much. God bless you. And uh, please remember to send us your prayer requests. And if you, if you gave your life to Jesus today or have made a new commitment, also please let us know. We'd really appreciate that. God bless you so much and have a great day. Bye-bye.